George I Washington's heard. dicks. Yeah. That's yeah. the name of the state Listen, I come up I with. I was trying to give myself something to start with. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of conversation <clears throat> that's not going in this one. Oh, they're I good. Hear I hear you. Welcome to Brose. Welcome to Brose. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. What's in your wallet? To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And to my far right, reporting live from the other side of my couch, Mr. Tim Hansen. I don't have a credit card pun. I, I got nothing. Nah, no, 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 no credit card puns needed. Nah. No, I feel like I've done ones that are adjacent to that slogan before, but never actually done the there are some things money can't buy. That was a big deal. That was every goddamn credit card commercial oh, for that... for MasterCard for Sorry, a long time. Sorry, I heard him say what's in your wallet. I was like, when did we start talking about credit cards? Fuck, I'm lost. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the whole thing. That was the whole. Oh, man. You're you know gonna we like... don't listen to each other? You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee. Oh, my God. I can't believe I haven't done that one yet. Hold on. Start the whole show over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the award-winning Brose Wait, podcast. I need to go to sleep. Robins rocks. Yeah. Robins rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Brose podcast. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tune, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. The premise of this show is very simple. We're four bros. We answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while drinking uh, glasses of rosé. Refreshing, crisp, sweet, disgusting. They run the whole gamut. Fully. All of them. Huevos. Every single one. T to B. Yeah. Huevos. Huevos. <laughs> from, 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 uh, from soup to nuts. <laughs> what? What does that mean? I don't know. I was, I was <laughs> is that, that a phrase? Yeah, it is. Soup to I've nuts? heard it before. That's a, that is a phrase, from soup to nuts. It's it's like like the whole nine or something like that. Rich is going to look it up. Uh, but I understand I where the whole know. nine yards come from. Yeah. That yeah, has yeah. to do with making a suit in nine yards of cloth. Yeah, which is also weird because in I didn't know that because I didn't know that. That's very good. And for football, know. ten yards is what you want because ten yards gets you a first down. What? Nine yards is stupid. Nine yards is pointless because you haven't gotten anywhere. Um, this is going to blow your mind, but yeah. this is actually really smart. Soup to nuts is an American English idiom that conveys meaning. Of from beginning to end is derived from a description of a full course dinner in which courses progress from soup to a dessert of, de- dessert of nuts. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah, a dessert of these nuts. nuts. Served <laughs> to these nuts. Dessert nuts as a dessert would be pretty interesting. Although they're very rich and they're you know the yeah. oh man, you only have a few of them and you're man cashews. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, because like for. nuts. I get it now. That's in it's like your testicles, like you have, Rich. You have soup and then you bang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite dinner. Shout out to the mom soup. group who's been demanding more of these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, please email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, again, brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, let's talk about our wine before we talk about nuts anymore. Um I am drinking uh, a delicious sparkling rosé called It's a Head Snapper. Um, and It's a Head Snapper is much like a sparkling rosé you expect. It's very sweet. It's very bubbly. It tastes delicious. Uh, should you have a whole bottle the way that I did tonight? 
debatable. Debatable. I'll tell you tomorrow morning. Uh, I won't because I'm not recording them. But uh, it, it's quite good. Listen, it's a, it's a very sweet wine. Uh, it's very tasty. Uh, so thankfully, I have the day off from work tomorrow. Um, now, Mr. Hansen, you're not drinking rosé. Because nope. you're officially on the third episode, which means it's officially your birthday week. Congratulations. I'm 30. At the Yay. time this episode releases, you'll be 30 friggin' years old. How do you feel in advance of that? Almost dead. <laughs> Almost dead. What are you <laughs> drinking tonight? I'm drinking a wonderful 18-year Glenlivet. Oh. Fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. If, you're new, if you haven't tried scotch, start with a Glenlivet 12. If, if you like that... There are so many other things that could go from there, but it will always bring you home. Tim, it's a, the the expert, the the go-to man that I in my life for the world of scotch. Uh, I'm like half the scotch world. Joe's got to be the other. Joe, Joe, Joe does have Joe, friend of the show. Joe Debus does have a pretty robust knowledge of if, scotch as well. If it's a peaty scotch that you need knowledge on, he's your go-to. I'm going to tell you to go eat grass, and you'll have the same effect. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I can't get behind those peaty scotches. Nah, <laughs> no, nah, not even a little. Yeah, I don't know, but. If that's what you like, that's mm-hmm. what you like. Yeah. Mr. Sweeten, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Les L.A.'s uh, Gren- uh, Grenache Rosé. I swear I'm not drunk. I, th- you, I think you've said it three different ways. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> listen, it's the shotgun approach. It's listen, one of them has to be right. Grenache. Grenache. Well, it, was, it was the Grenache that threw me off. I, I guess I just got really mm-hmm. tired. I need to be one of those psychos that drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> as uh, we discussed last, uh, last session. Yeah. Listen to 25.2 for more about that. Um, Mr. O'Brien, what are you drinking? So I am drinking Saladini Palastri's Consenso, uh, which is which apparently, according to the label, has a vibrant salmon pink color, which I could not disagree with more. It's That's orange. a terrible, yeah. yeah. That's definitely uh, not what color that is. On the nose, it's intense, clean, fresh, ripe aromas of red berry fruits, strawberry, raspberry, along with floral notes of dried roses. Dry on the palate with berry fruits, again, uh, <laughs> strawberry and raspberries. Okay. I've, I'm, I promise I'm not just reading the same line. They <laughs> carry along the palate with a vibrant acidity complemented by minerality, long length, and clean finish. Uh, and it is, in, I mean, okay. So I full disclosure, uh, it's, it's, I would say it's below average, but also... I'm having a little bit of stomach distress, so like I that I it's not helping. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> so, Could be coloring things. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I it's it is it was average to start and has finished a little bit below. The, it was below average to start mm-hmm. and it's finished below that. Yeah. So it's not the worst, but it's uh, not the best wine I've had for this the entirety of Brose or this year. My reaction is that consenso sounds like a word that Trump would use when he's like doing a press conference with a Mexican press pool. Like, listen, yo, consenso is we're building this wallow, senors. No collusion. Uh, Consenso es important. No hablo stupido. Am I right, guys? High fives all around. Um, Now, Mr. Hansen, I think you have the next envelope of questions. I do. It's me. I'm here in person. I got two sessions in a row. All right. I'm actually so I this I feel like it it doesn't it's not bad when you're not here we we have the flow down pretty well but yep. it's it's, it's so much same. it's so nice to have you in the yes I get yeah. to look at you mm-hmm. and Love also getting uh, to see you guys yeah mm-hmm. all right so on our third envelope we've got three lovely golden rings <gasps> the beautiful for uh, the wonderful Sonic that we watched today. Rings. 
Sonic 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quality film. Official movie of the Brosy Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Un- un- uh, unquestioned. I-, I love how all of our officials of the Brosy Podcast are actually kind of shitty, except the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. What are you talking about? The no. Browns are the Browns amazing. are very good now. <laughs> like the, the Brose, the official anything of the Brose podcast is usually in the range of like C plus to B minus as far as like whatever the quality is. <laughs> Cravon LeBlanc, the Cravon LeBlanc, the cornerback <laughs> of the Brose podcast. It's like a solid like seventy eight and man. My, my in laws got me a Cravon LeBlanc jersey for Christmas. Did he really? That's so good. That's so nice. I was so stoked. <laughs> I thought the official, the official Brose wedding was pretty good. No, yeah. that, that, that's probably the highest quality one. It was yeah. the highest quality. Truly, one. it is. The, yeah, it's the it's the standard bar better. none, <laughs> the absolute best. <laughs> oh, and S and Alice, the official baby. The official baby. <laughs> I forgot. It's hard to pick a clear winner. Here, guys. <laughs> so so good. I was like, by the way, but Alice. Really, Really, we established at a young age. You're like, you're barely like an 81. You're our mascot. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, first what's our first question? question? What is something you wish you still did with your SO that you did more frequently before kids? Yes, being intimate is an obvious one, but I mean like date nights, etc. Submitted by Emily from the Mom Group. Mom. All right. I don't have kids. I'm not answering this question. <laughs> well, no, this is just with your SO that you used to do that so you, you don't do, do as much anymore. I guess. Hmm. Well, hmm. I would say like drinking in appropriate places, but I, I don't miss that anymore. Like that's a very young person. Yeah. Like let's just get wild. Like like when my wife and I were stating, like we would save money by like okay, well we're gonna go to this concert. I think you were with us, Tim. We went to the Andrew Shikari concert. That was such a good show and um, a phenomenal show. One of my favorite concerts we've ever been to. And a lot of us stopped. At a liquor store, and by stopped, I mean we dropped Alex, my brother, out of the car and did laps around the block until he got a bottle of Jack Daniels that we could Jack then. Dr- it was Jack Honey that we could then drink on like the roof of this parking lot that we parked in across from the the TLA in Philadelphia. Um, and so wild shit like that, like I, I, I there was a time and a place for that. Um, for me, and my SO, I don't know if there's something that we used to do that we don't do anymore. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think there's sort of like a time and a place. Where I, I'm, I'm stalling a little bit, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys if you have an obvious answer. Uh, honestly, not really. I guess I wish we could go on dates more. Like I, I think before Alice, and when we lived across the street from her parents, mm-hmm. uh, it was easier to get time for just us. So I, I like I would I would like like I miss the the accessibility of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't but to be clear, I don't regret any of the moves that we've made like yeah. in our family or literally yeah, like miles away. So I wish I would like I wish we had more time for that, but mm-hmm. you know, we you make do. Yeah, yeah. deal with what you got to deal with. I miss brunch with Sean and his SO. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we haven't done brunch. We haven't done brunch in a while. Mm-hmm. We've also French been slacking on, uh, on pizza, pizza nights. We got we've had some stuff go on. It's but, fine, and it's harder with a baby. Yeah, yeah. but Alice needs more now. So. Yeah. I look. I'm not. A, she, I don't they, blame they've still it. been ordering pizza, but Alice needs to eat like four slices. Yeah, of it. Yeah, they, yeah. She's just shoving crust into her throat. <laughs> not even eating it. Just blah, blah, blah. Uh, what about you, Mister Anson? Uh, if you ask Martha, she would have a laundry list. <laughs> um. But it's usually like small, like, 
cute, adorable, not even like a go out and do something, but just like, oh, you always used to do this joke back and forth. And it's like, I'm so sorry. Dude. I almost drank Richie's wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start taking you guys' wine and try them. Um, but that 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 kind of goes to the different dynamics of how we process things. Is Martha is very heavy into nostalgia and very slow to let things go mm-hmm. in in general. So rather than enjoying, and I'm very much in enjoy the now. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take a million pictures because I will never look at those pictures. And taking those pictures takes me out of the now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not appreciating. I feel that way too. I like at concerts and stuff. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I'll take one concert, one picture of each band, just to like, okay, I have it. And yeah. then I'll, I'm never gonna look at those pictures, but I only have one, and then I, I can might, pay attention. I might do that, but like, mm-hmm. in, if something's cool go, going on or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I've been to several Avenged concerts. I've been to like four Breaking Benjamin concerts. Of any of the concerts I've been to, I think I have five pictures mm-hmm. over the last like decade yeah. plus of shows my my, yeah. my dumb ass i used to take a picture every song mm. like i would go back and be able to remember what <laughs> fucking song they were playing <laughs> um but as far as like something i think we should do or we don't do much anymore i don't know I, uh, you're in kind of a new era like you recently married you moved Mm. into a new place like there's a lot in flux so i think it's hard to look back because so much is changing like it's hard to kind of take that stock the inventory because it's like you don't really know yet Mm. i think the one that i thought of driving to vacation locations because i think um like our, our tolerance for like we want to have the creature comforts like like there was a time when um, if we went to visit my mom in Kentucky, for example, we'd drive. Like, we would just get in the car and we'd road trip all the way down. Uh, and it's not because we don't, I don't think we can enjoy, like, a whole drive together. Like, oh, man, like, we could stop at each individual. We could stop at a bunch of rest stops and everything like that. It's real sick of, like, being in the car for 12 hours mm-hmm. at all. Not being in the car for 12 hours with each other, but just the prospect of doing it at all. Um, there, there was an era of our life where, like, you know, we go on a road trip through New England or, like, we wanted to go to... Um, like I said, my mom's house or something like that. We just like, we're just going to hitch a ride mm-hmm. and we're going to see all the sights and like enjoy the scenery and listen to some music and everything like that. But I think, you know, at some point it's just like, let's, let's get to the destination and enjoy the destination. Like what, whatever it is that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's part of me that misses that, but there's also a part of me that like, if I actually, we went and did like, you know what, we're just going to road trip out to new Orleans. Like we're going to new Orleans this week of the week that we're recording and if we road trip down to Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, uh, down to down to New Orleans, it'd be like, man, this sucks. Why do we? Have, why was this a good idea? Um, so it's a mixed bag because I think there's a, there's a time and a place for everything in your relationship, and there's an era where you would do things where you're just like, man, I can't believe we did that. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I, 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 you know, we wouldn't have fun doing that now. So, those are thoughts. Any other thoughts on the? No, I, I miss seeing my significant other. Mm. Uh, pieces of french toast yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i wasn't sure how that was was gonna land but i decided to just go for (laughs) it i (laughs) heard it i was gonna say sean's significant other Mm. my significant Mm. it it was like it was like a a 50 50 
Tim, let's go to the next question. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, so next question. It's a short one. Uh, would you rather live in a swamp or a forest? Submitted by John Tersich. Swamp or a forest? I'm going forest. 100%. I'm also going to forest. So much less damp. The, the yeah. dampness of a swamp. Yeah, swamps are real humid, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. You have to worry about like if you want to build a structure, like if you're you're building shelter, you have to worry about suddenly just sinking into the place you live in yeah. at a certain point. I mean, you guys are all wrong. You get a giant log, you play All Star all day, and you just walk around like Shrek. <laughs> Need my swamp. Come on, no one guys. else's. You live in the swamp. I'm yeah. already a sweaty but guy. But at some point, I don't need the, the additional moisture. <laughs> and at some point, the local government just dumps a bunch of like unwanted illegal aliens onto your doorstep. Look, like they're you refugees. Don't want that. Okay, they're refugees. We yeah, exactly. Unwanted. Oh, sorry. Oh no. Yeah, it's not actually feel about the refugee situation. Is <laughs> not there are no parallels between my opinion of Shrek and my opinion on like Syria? Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry Mostly. I did that too. <laughs> Mostly. All right, that was a quick one. Yeah, I, I mean, well, it's okay. forest. It's forest is the obvious yeah, no, answer yeah. because you can't. I don't like. I don't even like going in the ocean because I can't see my feet. And I feel like a very similar thing would happen in the, in the swamp. You sink down. You don't know what's down there. It could be a crocodile. It could be a sharp shell. <laughs> An uncomfortable piece shell of bark. Sharp shell. <laughs> but you don't know. I want to hear the argument for it. swamp. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't John. involve Shrek. Like, if we could get like a, a valid argument for like why the, the swamp presents itself Unless as a better you really habitat. like those boats with the fan. The fan, on the fan. fan. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would need to live on an elevated place platform real into crawfish like, maybe, and those boats i was gonna say you're really into crawfish or you want to make some gator et- etouffee or something yeah. like that you like, like the bayou <laughs> yeah you're missing bayou. Like, most of your teeth except for son of a gun will have big or you just watch every uh documentary on gypsy rose just because you want to hear her dad's <laughs> accent yeah, apart from that, you can't really find the argument for swamp. Yeah, ain't that something? All right, forest is the answer. We will accept no substitutes. What is our next question, Mr. Next up, oh boy, it's just whipped out a scroll. It's okay from the Dead Sea Scrolls. If you could live the life of a movie character, which would you pick and why? Submitted by Emily N. from the mom group. Ooh. All right, Emily N. Mo- wait, um, if one movie character live that life? Y'all. Mm. And why? Oh, boy. Hugh Grant in About a Boy. Pre-getting together and having that boy. <laughs> um, no. Uh, he, was, <laughs> wow. he, was, he, was, he was a real shithead in the first part of the movie. Um, Accurate. Hmm. What would I do? That's hard. So, because I was just thinking, like, oh, I'd be uh, James Marsden in the Sonic movie, <laughs> who who assaults a federal agent, yep. and then banishes him to another Dimension. planet, yeah, and suffers no consequences. No, the it's- government actually gives him a, a gift card to Olive Garden. Spoiler yeah. alert! Like, <laughs> but like. But like, so you continue living his idyllic life in like Montana. Yeah, he d- nothing happens to him, and he gets he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, like with- you're living in a very B minus state, the Brose of states. <laughs> like, yeah, the official state of the Brose podcast. So you have to get back here. We have a bank robbery. No, I'm just kidding. Some uh, duck stole bagel. Yeah, it's they stuck, really need that. Bagel but they back. need the bagel back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great line. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What character would you be? Like, um, it hmm. would be one of the anyone that survives in the movie Chronicle that has the powers. Oh, that's good too. Just one of the guys that has the powers that survives. So I know the. Yeah. I know uh, the main kid, uh, or the like. The villain doesn't survive. I don't think he survives. He gets. Spoiler alert, impaled by a stop sign or something. Yeah. Or like a light post. I think it's a stop sign. But I I just want to have those. I want to live the life of that kid, of those kids afterwards, all that. I thought they were going to make a sequel of that. I can't remember. Mm. But that was a good movie. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh. I don't know. Cause like really cool, like a lot of bad stuff happens. Like the people with like really cool superpowers. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I was like, I'd be Spider Man, but it's like no. But then my parents are dead. Yeah, and then my uncle dies. Yeah, and then your aunt max it with uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, that's not so bad. That's whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, listen, f- fair play to my aunt at that point. <laughs> well, it actually depends on the iteration, because your aunt can range from $9 million to <laughs> Marissa Tomei. I was going to say, listen, she's slamming. <laughs> Go get some. Listen. Um, hmm, oh, shit. I don't know. Patch Adams. Uh, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's not Patch Adams. It can't possibly be Patch Adams. That'd be a terrible choice. It's so this is so sad all the time. Uh, I'd be helping people, so you know that's something. Um, ah, boy, uh, this is very tricky. Yeah, because so like, what are you looking for? You looking for a cool job? I'm, yeah, low but, stress. Ex- yeah, but that's that's the problem is that every single protagonist in every movie has the the reason they are the protagonist is because something shitty happens. To yeah, them. it's like the old uh, I forget what, Voltaire or Von. It's like either there are two stories. Like somebody goes on an adventure. Or a stranger comes to town. Those yeah. are the only two stories. So, so whatever cool stuff is being disrupted by this whatever this this bless, bless, you, bless you this this external force. Um, so whatever ideal situation you've got is going to get screwed up in some way. Then pick a benign movie like uh, anything Nick Cage and just be crazy Nick Cage. I'm sorry, you How just benign, benign, benign like <laughs> Nick Cage? Are you? This sucks like somebody who's never seen Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> well, I'm talking like the weatherman. Oh, well. Fine. <laughs> Where you could just... I, I just remember him walking around with a bow and arrow in the city or something like that. I can't remember. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. I just know it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. I would be Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol, but like after... <laughs> <laughs> like after he's had his chance you're still fun. rich but and everybody likes loves you, you. Yeah. everybody forgives you're you you're rich and a, everyone likes you. you you had a revelation on the happiest day of the year <laughs> and you certainly did not go back to your evil ways as soon as like your business started having a downturn in profits when you start paying people a living wage and giving them benefits I'm gonna be Van Wilder <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder it's actually a pretty good pick yeah <laughs> um, absolutely yeah um you know what? Uh, on a similar note, I'll pick Blue from old school because he lives a debaucherous lifestyle and dies yeah, before you. Su- the, the repercussion is death, which is you know fine, all things considered. <laughs> you don't have to actually live with any of your repercussions because you're dead. So Blue, <laughs> done. Good answer. Good. Answer. Except no substitutes. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts, or can we move on to the next question? Move on. All right. Next one. I thought this was going to be a big boy. It's just the bottom of the paper. <laughs> yeah. Always a tricky one. Uh, do you think Radio Moscow KCXL will have an impact on the 2020 election submitted by Don, Don Barnes. Barnes? 
What a guess. <laughs> what a guess. <laughs> what the fuck Radio is Radio Moscow? Moscow? I've this is the first I'm hearing of Radio Moscow. I have no idea. Is this like the radio uh what was the thing from World War Two? Radio Rose, Tokyo Rose. Is this like the Tokyo Rose uh propaganda news station? I don't know. Is this how they yeah, like RT or what was it the Russian network that Larry King was inexplicably what was on? The, what was <laughs> the KCXL. 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 I, I can't say I've heard of it. Because the look, only look. thing I can liken it to is Tokyo Rose based off of the name and that it was just disinformation. Let's throw off the America. Yeah, I say, look, I mean, like, look, obviously. Like, but we know it's fake. There's, there's, it's just there's, entertainment. There's substantial evidence that Russia did some, some media meddling in our last election. So it would be ridiculous to say there's no chance that it would interfere in our election. But yeah. their media or their interference with our media? So it seems that this specifically is a, uh, there was a propaganda, Russian propaganda being broadcast on Kansas City, like on, on the radio in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know enough about it to say, because I, I don't know like what, what the quality of the propaganda was. Was yeah. it like good? I mean, the Chiefs just... did fine. the popular kansas team the kansas city chiefs uh incidentally radio moscow is also the name of an american psychedelic rock band from story city iowa (laughs) so uh i think they won't have much impact on the election uh because they haven't released an album since 2017 so i mean what what kind of footprint could you possibly have i'm gonna go with it's an echo chamber kind of thing if you're in the area or if that's something you're looking for yeah similar to what we did with bernie bros yeah. yeah, and I also I think Americans are pretty hard headed with that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they will let another country like I don't think another country portraying themselves as good is going to push them one way or another. No, I mean like listen, like the fact that there's another outlet that could be pushing this kind of stuff is not great, but yeah. like it's it, you know I don't think like if you had like Radio Dickweed from the middle of Texas and they were still pushing out like you know did you you know Donald Trump actually shot like a like a five under par at his most recent round in Mar-a-Lago that means he's the best possible president like it, 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 the source is not necessarily what concerns me is more the content so mm-hmm. yeah Radio Moscow probably will have some sort of an impact because it's pumping out something but yeah. this is com- absolute complete speculation yeah. because it's the first I've heard <laughs> this, of it. this could be anything yeah yeah, yeah. Rich. Um, I think it's similar to Nick Cage movies, very benign thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that word means you heard it. Yeah, I don't think benign is the right no. word. You heard it here first. Radio yeah, Moscow is the Nick Cage movie of propaganda Nick Just doing a quick look, it, it looked like I it, there was somebody who bought time to do that propaganda on that web on that radio platform but it's gonna have to be like small town radio platforms Mm. it's not gonna be big time and in the information age of the internet that isn't gonna be a primary hitter yeah also like not to be uh cynical but like those places are already going to trump anyway yeah yeah they're already gonna eat whatever is spoon fed to them yeah i was gonna liken it to that like clearly fake news article that my aunt not mine specifically like so-and-so's crazy aunt is like oh my god have you read this it's like Mm. you you realize this is a parody article right it's the truth yeah it it doesn't matter there's no reaching a lot of people i want to play this out again larry king was on russia today america like he had a show 
host on it. That Larry King, suspenders and everything, had a show on Russia TV America, which I listen. Maybe this is like the equivalent of like in, like when they had Al Jazeera and everybody was just like, well, Al Jazeera is just a propaganda arm of, of yeah. the Middle East and Al Qaeda and everything like that. And it turned out they were actually a legit news organization. Um, but listen, it's just a weird look to have Larry King on Russia to, uh, on Russia's mm-hmm. like news arm in America. Just a little bit strange. That's all. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> out of left field, nobody knew it. Don was talking about I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't sorry, know. we can't be versed on everything. No, sorry, man. We're trying here. Um, now, if you wanted us to build a, a radio station out of food for this Radio Moscow, we could absolutely do that. Yeah. But I think That's... it's also, this this question specifically, it, it shows that we actually do not vet the questions because otherwise we would not put a question that we don't know the answer to. <laughs> a, a more prepared radio show would have cut this part out of the show, but there's no way. It's no, going right in. Right what do you in think there, about baby? Radio Moscow? Uh, fuck it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it <laughs> Sounds like it should be in that subreddit. Don't put your penis in that. Or don't put your dick in that. I don't don't put your that. dick in Radio Moscow? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Don't do it. What's right. our next question? Next question. Uh, what are your thoughts on a universal basic income? What are the pros and cons from your perspective? Who? So this is the Andrew Yang's yeah, I was proposal. Say, follow up to this Yang is the, the, Yang, the Yang thing where he gives out a thousand dollars in a PlayStation Vita to everybody in the country <laughs> every month. Um. So. I'll open it up. I I, tend to jump in first with these. I'll open it up to you guys first. So I've had some like loose conversations with people and like, oh, this would solve like the pay wage gap. We won't have to worry about $15 being the minimum wage, blah, 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 blah. And people will do this and people will do that. I I don't. The theory behind it sounds awesome. But. Most of the people in my life have proved that if they can get free shit to do nothing, they're going to do the least amount that they can do most of the time. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at is the idea is like, well, they'll do this, but they'll also work. And it's like, I don't know who, you know, but a lot of those people won't. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that risk. I think, especially, there's always the anecdotes, like you know, people who like manipulate the money in their their checking accounts, so they qualify for chip the the health insurance in yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. or something like that. There's always going to be examples of that, and it's hard to say, okay, we can't help the people who actually need this because there are going to be people who take advantage of the system. That's tricky. Um, I I think UBI might be useful in a situation where we are basically cutting out all the so-called other entitlement programs. Is, so is that, is that what it is? That what it is? I think I'm, Yang I'm is not proposing too, this on top of like oh, so it, Medicare, Medicaid. It seems like that that this would be a like the compromise between uh, socializing a lot of the, or like, you know, federalizing mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, entitlement programs mm-hmm. and uh, making them completely privatized, like you give the people the money mm-hmm. and then let them choose what to do with it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm you're sort of normalizing it when you do something like that because, like, uh, listen, it's it's a matter of fact that there are people in this country who need who are, who are more in need of government support than other people. Like, listen, yeah. like uh, there's no way that there like I need the same amount of care that every other person in the United States mm-hmm. has as far as monetary as monetary support. Um, but but I think a leveling out of this would make the would make the the so-called entitlement program system a little bit more predictable. 
Um, the UBI is actually something that like Milton Friedman, who's like the most classical conservative type of economist possible, was in support of. Like mm-hmm. two thumbs up. Yeah. UBI, if you just flattened it out and got rid of everything else as far as like um, as far as entitlement programs and everything, you know, that spurs creativity because we're, we're approaching a point in the United States history where or world history, really, where you're starting to wonder, like, is automation going to crush too many industries? Like in most cases, if you have automation in a certain industry, that's going to create jobs in another industry. Like, OK, yeah, listen, like there might be machines at you know, McDonald's or something that take away jobs from cashiers, but that means that there are jobs opening up to support those machines. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a one-to-one thing, though. So you're going to end up creating some sort of a jobs gap, and a UBI might be the the thing that bridges that gap. Um, and it allows you, you know, and, and the, the, the support behind it is, yeah, you might get a couple people who are, you know, take advantage of the system, decide they're just going to sit at home and play PlayStation all day while they're getting this UBI, but you also might spur the next you know, creative genius as far mm-hmm. as either art or technology because you freed up, you know, the next Steve Jobs or whatever to just sit at home and yeah. tinker all day. Yeah, that that would definitely be cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I look at it from a very pessimistic view, uh, primarily from the base of people that I've worked with prior to getting into manufacturing uh, and all that, being at like that Wawa type level. Seeing the customers who come in, see the people I work with, even the other management I work with. Yeah. that That's kind of where I, that negative connotation comes from because it's not it, – the people who are doing those slightly higher level jobs and stuff like that, they're not the ones who are going to abuse that system. Yeah. Um, and this – it sounds classist. It is classist because that's how that works. That's not a I'm shitting on these people – that is not everybody, but it is. Is there are certainly people but, there? There are people who there is a reason. Yeah, you know? but that'd be awesome if that spurs on art. That's absolutely true. That mm-hmm. could open up so many windows because all those people who give up on that kind of dream is because mm-hmm. I can't survive this mm-hmm. way. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, like uh, the 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 solution. <laughs> Andrew Yang, the the one who proposed originally proposed this. Like I think they brought this up in the very first debate that Yang was in. It was like the first question he got which was like, how do you plan on paying for this? And it was like, well, Amazon. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, yeah, so we increase mm-hmm. the corporate tax on Amazon. And like, yeah, it, like, listen, like... The corporate tax that they already don't pay? They already don't pay the corporate tax because if you're a C-corp, like, it, it's, it's very easy to, like, manipulate your profits so that you pay no tax. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, if you want to pay, if you want to hit that, you're going to hit, you know, the individuals. You want... You want Something closer to what Elizabeth Warren is proposing with a wealth tax or something like that. You tax the individuals, not the actual uh, corporation. For the record, Wawa is being sued, uh, one, for, for that lying. garbage hamburger. No, <laughs> no, they've got two lawsuits that are currently pending. One is more or less, they were trying to not go public, but also needed to get funding from an outside thing. So they more or less convinced people who had already left but still had Wawa stock for some sort of reason because when I left, that wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people who were still in the company of like, invest in our future, sell your stocks back, blah, 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 and then we'll give them back. (laughs) And they, or like sell, like do this thing, but even if you leave us, we'll still let like honor blah 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 blah. 
and they just fucking didn't. And then the other one yeah, is, I can't because, that. is because of how they're trying to like classify a lot of their income and investments and their numbers. They're like classifying it one way, which they absolutely clearly aren't, but is like dodging a fuck ton of taxes. Yeah. So now they're being sued for like, ah, you're, you're being disingenuous. You're being, you're fucking lying. Yeah, yeah. More or less. And they're just kind of like, I mean, but are we? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, Rich, your thoughts yeah. overall, like the UBI and, and what that could uh, do for the country. Theoretically, it's 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 a solid idea. Um, if everyone continues to work while getting this and uses it for the purposes that it's thought of to be used as to going back into the economy. However, it's not very practical in the in what I think the society we've built today with Amazon being so big as they are. If this was more for like low, if people were to go to local businesses more often, this would be extremely helpful because it would be putting money into those. Right. But I can order everything I want from Amazon. Mm -hmm. So giving me an extra thousand dollars a month, so you say like it's like, it's not going to help pump money into the economy because you're pumping it to the same companies yeah, that you're already like, buying from. Like the mom and pop shops are still going to go down because Amazon's going to be getting even more money now. That's yeah. that like that's one way to look at it. Like, yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm not really like I'm definitely no expert in this, but it's it's it's. I don't think the idea would be to save those mom and pop shops. That's a different issue entirely. Yeah, it's still it's to allow people the freedom yeah. to not have to. Not, I mean, not not to have to work, but like they have less stress on their plate. Yeah, yeah. it's to help like, with the medical bills yeah. and like, the other things. Pursue if, your dreams. If yeah. I got this, my first, as long as I had a job, because if everyone's getting an extra thousand dollars a month, no one's going into foreclosure, which means my job's probably going down down the drain. But um, if I got this, like the first two years, just gonna be paying off all my credit cards and all my bills. Mm before I even start putting that actually into the economy. The, the other thing about this specifically is that the, the, the perception specifically is that America is one of the richest countries in the world. We should be able to afford something like this, uh, which in some ways is true. We also, the, 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 the national debt keeps going up every single year. Yeah. Like it, we, by, by pure mathematics right now, no, we cannot afford <laughs> no. it because we're going more into debt and our more, like a greater percentage of our, our GDP is, is interest payments every single year as a result of this. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the rest of it has come from somewhere, whether you want to take it from you know a wealth tax like Elizabeth Warren is proposing or just increase taxes on the rich or just by cutting other entitlement programs, like as a flattener for like, okay, instead of paying into unemployment, you're paying into the UBI. Instead of paying into Medicare and Medicaid in your every paycheck, yeah. your social security, you're paying into a UBI. That's a little bit of a different story. Like if yeah. you're taking money from those other sources. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. This is a tricky one, man. No. Uh, I don't think Andrew Yang's proposal is great because I don't think he was, listen, I'm, Andrew Yang strikes me as a very smart individual. Um, I don't think he was being completely uh, genuine about like where no. the money was going to come from because like well tax Amazon it's like no nah, man we've been trying that it doesn't work because corporate taxes are don't always work as well as individual taxes yeah. so yeah so what is what do we have a consensus eh. 
it, it could work, but well, not where we're. I think at. You just, if you if you just take what we have right now as a country and just say on top of all of this, we're going to do UBI. I think it would be a disaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Absolutely. I I think I think that individually people are very dumb, and uh, collectively here, here. We tend to be pretty smart. Like I'm, and also, but also a caveat. I'm, I am a big government guy because mm-hmm. because of that. Because I think, like, I think that people will, when working together, will do better. And I think take like I'd rather see money go into those entitlement programs than be taken out to give to the individual. Because I don't think because people are in so much trouble, it's just going to go to like Richie said. Like it's just going to go to credit cards. It's, they're not going to save it for those medical bills, and they're mm-hmm. still going to be fucked. Yeah. And because they're paying off their credit card bills, they're just going to keep using their credit. So yeah. they're, ultimately, I I foresee a significant portion of people going further into debt rather than coming out of it because they're not. They're gonna people be like, have a oh, hard time budgeting. Cool. Yeah, it's just like oh, hey, so, okay. So there will definitely be people who do that. Yeah. I think that there's also a, a, a equal amount of the population be like, oh my god, this is the. Like the, the the small drip I needed because if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you've got X number of dollars in credit card debt, you know you don't have any money to, to sock away because you're just making the minimum mm-hmm. payments and everything like that. And there's like there will be people who yeah. use this as an opportunity yeah. to knock down their debt or create a nest egg or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you, and there's there's a turnaround time for like I got this extra money, I'm spending it or I'm doing it. Like I I get an extra four to five hundred dollars a month from my sister and her fiance living in my house. That for the past couple of months I was just spending. Oh, it's this extra money for me. Yep. Now I've gotten back into the practice of like I should actually save this up and pay stuff off and not just use it willy nilly. Like first couple of months I was like I'm spending, I'm spending, I'm big balling. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh wait, let me adult now. Yeah. Like there's a turnaround time of, like, when you get that money every month. To- it's like when you like shell out money for like if you're you're like okay I'm gonna buy a concert tickets for everybody and then everybody sends me money for the concert tickets you're afterwards. Like, oh, I got yeah. I got free money. It's like nah man you spent this money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. We've all been there. Fun stuff, man. Yep. Yep. What is our next question, Mr. Hanson? All right. Uh, next question from the one and only Grace Riley. The one and only. Who was your favorite high school teacher and why? Ooh, coming back. First high school. college, now high school? Who knows? Favorite high school teacher. Oh, boy. Um, I'll say Miss Ellis because she signed my uh, my letter of recommendation for college. Hmm. Um, oh, boy. There's a professor that I cannot remember the name of who taught my senior year English class. And every, like, two weeks on a Friday... He would just come in, and Mr. Appel, it was Mr. Appel, our senior English teacher. And um, every two weeks, it seemed like on Friday, he'd just come in and be like, guys, would it be okay if we just didn't do a damn thing today? <laughs> and be like, it sure would, Mr. Appel. And then we wouldn't do a damn thing that day. And then our third quarter was we were leading the reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy as our books. And every day for two months, we just watch the movies, <laughs> the extended editions, for for a long time. <laughs> um, so uh, we we did that for a long time. I'll go with him. He was my favorite because it was just like it was it was my senior year. I got into school. I had 
I saw my, my, my uh, letter of intent. Like I was a freaking college athlete or something. Like I don't remember what it's called. I said, I said I, was, I committed to Duquesne. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was it. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And also he let me play guitar. It's like two projects in that class I played guitar for. Nice. Which, English class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had a uh, teacher, Miss Bouchard. She was my 11th grade English teacher. Um, and she was also my homeroom. No, she wasn't my homeroom teacher. But she was my 11th grade English teacher. And she just, like, she got me when it came to English, like, like learning English and the lessons and stuff. She understood me. And I feel like she might have tested me, and gr- or not tested me, but graded me differently slightly because she knew, like, she was cooler with me, like, with all the students. And she didn't grade on a set scale it seemed like I did better in her English class than I did in any other English class of my high school career. Okay. Um, but there was her, and then there was also Mr. Krauss. He was, like, electronics and product design and uh, uh, architectural design teacher. And I just remember my senior year, uh, less than halfway through the year, he just stopped coming to school because uh, he was put on a administrative leave. Because he was telling students that they were allowed to get out of school if they just got something signed by their doctor because the dust from the construction was messing with their allergies. Mm-hmm. And so they wouldn't have to go to school a lot. So they put him on administrative leave for the rest of that year. That's a baller okay. move. Yeah. <laughs> what a champ. Yeah. Who are you, Mr. Hanson? Who was your favorite not, high school teacher? Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of a tough question for me. Uh, going to boarding school completely different environment very different relationship very different relationship some of the teachers were also coaches uh so and then i might see them multiple times a day uh but so like by by the time and i also started there in seventh grade so by the time i'm in uh, eighth grade or even a freshman i already know all of the faculty not a huge school i already know the entire student body um but I'd probably have to go with uh, Mr. Stout, David Stout. One very, very interesting life story. And he, he's like one of those teachers that has these amazing, fantastical stories. And you're like, there's no way that's true. Except he had a book that's like, here's the news article. Like, here's this thing. That's a picture of me. And it is absolutely him. Like, he survived a train crash and helped pull people out of the train. (laughs) Unbreakable. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's it's fucking unbreakable. Uh, And he just has all these crazy stories. But that that made him interesting, but it's not why he was my favorite teacher. It was because at that school and the fact that I more or less skated through school in high school, he never let me skate. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even if I was doing great or doing well in his class, which he was an English teacher. So, English, I, I got bored very easily and just didn't care. But I still did okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, but because I didn't care and it was very clear I didn't care, he said, no, I'm going to push you. And there were other teachers that also pushed me, but he was the first one to really kind of start doing that because he was a 7th and 8th grade English teacher and then freshman year, I think he came to high school. 
and all and taught freshmen and uh, i don't remember hmm. eventually i switched so that he was also my advisor okay my faculty advisor but it, it, he was just he never let me rest on my laurels he always pushed me uh and he was just fucking hilarious and a smart dude big shout out to mr stout then yeah. big ups big ups how about you sean um this is hard i liked almost all of my teachers in high school we had like a really good faculty and because it was a small school, everyone was pretty like pretty tight. But um, I think Mr. Ryan was like a religion teacher and also the head of like campus ministry. But he kept his office open and would let students just hang out in there. And so there was just like a bunch of kids who would just hang out. And it was it was actually at a really good time for me because like in my junior year, I think like all of the friends I had, we just like we had a falling out and so i was kind of like adrift and then i found out that you could go do that and so i just went into that place and then i found a whole bunch of new people i could hang out with it was dope so it was like and it was just like a very like within the close group that we already were it was like a a closer group and then he was just and he was just super like he was very interesting and would talk to you and he was he introduced a lot of like the like the myers-briggs test and the enneagram when when you're in high school being able to categorize yourself in that way is very appealing so it's like all that stuff is super cool and he was into it um and also wasn't super preachy even though he was like the religion dude on campus <laughs> like it wasn't it was never like a jesus thing it was just like mm. let's all like you're you got a lot going on let's chill right right, right. and also big uh, i'd like to uh give shout outs to uh both of the teachers who bumped me up to honors when i had like c's in their classes <laughs> because they were i think it because in both cases it was just i was not applying myself because it was so easy got and it they uh saw through the yeah. saw through it a little bit yeah they were like he's not just dumb and lazy. what a moron he's he is fucking bored. so bored stuck the neck out of it. that's awesome mm-hmm. good, good, good. good stuff what is our next question, Mr. Hanson? Any, or any other thoughts on... A, a great teacher will do exactly that. They'll mm-hmm. see why you're not doing well mm-hmm. and try to capitalize on that. Yeah. So shout out to all the great teachers. And yeah, shout out to pretty much every teacher. Every teacher. Because <laughs> fucking teaching kids sucks. Yeah, the <laughs> shitty ones, there's probably a reason. I had a great conversation with somebody the other day about like how I, I can't... I, I know math really well. But I can't imagine myself teaching it or mm-hmm. tutoring somebody in it because it's like, this is how math works. That's it. <laughs> and if you, don't, if you don't get how this works, I don't know how to help you. Yeah, I've always been very bad about teaching stuff that I know how to do. Just be, Like math for me is just, it works because it does. And people who are like, but why? And like, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. it does. Like I'm, Shut up. Nick, come I'm, on, go. I'm, I'm great at my my mom calls it dumbing down. I think that's a little der- derogatory, but like trying to view something from a Simplify. different light, simplifying, like give a different perspective on how things work. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that. That's fine. I understand that. But I got math, bad news for you. That's that's teaching. But <laughs> but math is math, mm. and I just like I don't know. Yeah, he just got to know. How many questions do we have? We've got two left. All right. So uh, this one's just going to be you three because I give zero fucks. Uh, What are your Super Bowl 55 predictions and scores from the one, the only, Jacob Sutherland? Jacob Sutherland. Jacob Sutherland. The next Super Bowl, is that the next one? Yep. Will be between the Baltimore Ravens 
and uh, who's an AFC team or who's an NFC team? Uh, 49ers, Packers, Eagles, Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Go Packers! Hell yeah. Go no, Packers! Probably not, honestly. Packers win the Super Bowl. Packers. I just want the Vikings them to win so that I can say that and play that clip all the fucking time. Yeah, the, the Mystery Science Theater 3. Yes. <laughs> Honey, Packers won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think the Chiefs are getting back because uh, they're still paying Patrick Mahomes not a whole lot of money until like two seasons from now. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the prime time to win Super Bowls is when you have a phenomenal young quarterback who's not getting paid a ton of money. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. So I'll say the Chiefs go up against the. I'm racking my brain for all of the NFC teams now. <sighs> Seattle Seahawks, and I think that the Chiefs win again. Chiefs win, do the the rare repeat. Um, I think that the Seahawks are capable of retooling in the off season, and Russell Wilson is still one of the top five or so best quarterbacks in football. Um. Yeah, we'll go with that. We got the Miami Dolphins and the Cleveland Browns, and the score is zero. I b- bold choice to pick an impossible matchup between <laughs> two AFC teams. <laughs> I was trying to just think of the two worst teams I could think of. Uh, Where do the Bengals lie? Uh, Bengals are also in the AFC. You can't have the Bengals, Dolphins. And Browns in the Thruple Super Bowl. In the Thruple, we <laughs> um, are bad at NFC teams. The Lions are pretty bad. Yeah, they're, but, they were bad last year. Although they had they had injuries. They had yeah. Stafford get hurt. Yeah, they're fine. They're just a very mediocre team. They, they, they're just just painfully vanilla as yeah, far yeah. as teams are concerned. Um, the Vikings could be okay next year, but I just don't. I, I I hate Kirk Cousins so much. He's just the perfect embodiment of like. A slightly above average football player getting paid a boatload of money, and people every single week that something happens with the Vikings, just like is Kirk Cousins actually like the a franchise quarterback? And like he has like one good fo- like primetime game, he's like, oh my god, Kirk Cousins! And the next week he shits the bed. Is like, is Kirk Cousins the worst quarterback <laughs> in football? Is like, yeah, he's just fine. Like he's a B level yeah. quarterback. He's okay. He's good. You know. Yeah. Well, this yeah, this question is. Is a is hard because it's like it's just Nothing speculation. Is, Who knows? The, the, yeah. the anybody can do anything. The Eagles could cut Alshon Jeffrey next week. Yeah, like it's completely plausible. Yeah. Like the season literally just ended. No free agency, no draft, no trades. Yeah, I could say any two teams, and I'm yeah. as likely to be correct as any. And you ask me yeah. in July, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl because by then I'll be like every single change is the perfect move for them. Yeah, and the Eagles I'm are going to win. Again. Eagles Brown Super Bowl. Oh. Boy, I That'd would be, be so excited. That'd be such a good. Uh, I'd love mm-hmm. it. That'd be everything I wanted and more. Rich brought up the Dolphins. I'm very excited because the Dolphins have. Uh, or spent... Eagle Steelers. Oh man, that'd be that'd be interesting. Pennsylvania um, just wrecking shit. Yeah, the, 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 it the, would pe- blow the rare off. Pennsylvania. It almost happened while Sean and I were in college in Pittsburgh. We were we were one game away from that our our sophomore year because the Steelers made the Super Bowl and that was the year they won. And the Eagles were one game away and mm. fucked up against the fucking Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so we were close to that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. One more. One more question. Final question for the evening. From Grace Riley. What other kind of creators would you like to have as guests on Brose? 
I think creators. this is very fitting since we had Jam sneak in. We on, did. Uh, creator of uh, homebrew beers and wines, conversations, and, and, and we had we did have Roy. Mm-hmm. I talked to Roy that one time. Yeah, the who was streamer. A streamer. The streamer. So, what kinds of creators would you like to have on the show? I would like to have like a real like a sommelier or something. I know they're not technically creators, but like some mm-hmm. or somebody who makes like, wine, like an expert, mm-hmm. like somebody yeah. in the art world that's like a social media or a creator. To, to drive home what sort. we should be looking for and why we suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I'm excited. We have to very soon. We have to go on a we trip. Yes, tasting. we do. Yeah. We have that tasting. We do have uh, a tasting. We'll become experts, and then we can come back and just say, well, <laughs> you know, after Oaky. that tasting, mm. we're probably going to have to change our uh, intro and outro title song. Because oh. like we have to be more fancy. Oh, yeah. even fan- like I-, I don't know if we can get fancier than what we have. <laughs> it's pretty solid. Just a ton of violins. <laughs> um, wouldn't you guys want to have a musician? I'd love that. Yeah. A musician would like a musician or a band. We could have um, yeah, yes. Um, hmm. Honestly, I would just love any kind of creator. Yeah, that, that's. And I'm not trying to use that as a cop out, but like I, I, I think my favorite part of talking to a creator of maybe even an art form that I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. into, like I don't give a damn about drawing or painting, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But the the creative process that goes into that and where their mind at is and why they chose the medium that they chose, all of those things mm-hmm. interest the fuck out of me. Mm. Yeah. That's, I, this is hard. I, I, would, I, would, I would like to have any cause, because, because, like you said, a conversation. Yeah, because that's that is very interesting to me. Just the the process, even if I'm not necessarily into the the art form. Mm-hmm. I I would like to maybe, and she would probably never do it because she also doesn't drink. Uh, have Shannon Vogel on for like mm. a session or an episode. Yeah, that's not a... I mean, it's not a... Pre- it's a prerequisite for us. Yeah. 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 Not for anyone. But not like, for anybody who comes We're the bros of Rosette. She, yeah. she created... We're inclusive. Yeah. She created uh, our logo, mm. our local, um, and they do art shows and stuff around uh, their house and their area that it would just be nice to mm-hmm. just have her on mm-hmm. one of these times. I think musician, like just I, I, I enjoy music a lot, and I, I think I would, of all the the creative media types, I think I'd have the most to to discuss with that person as far as like, okay, I have a, a very rudimentary understanding of the creative process and just music in general, and I think that would be a nice spur for be like, okay, what about this? What about this? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think about this? Like, what's the? Yeah, I feel like I'd have the most to say about that. Um, so musician, I'd say. Yeah, good stuff. I, yeah, any, anything that drives a solid conversation and gives you a peek behind the curtain of something you wouldn't normally think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, a friend of mine thinks uh, he's going to start. I've always loved the stuff he's drawn. Nerdy guy. <coughs> but recently he's getting into like thinking of doing videos of him and the process of his work. One of the things I told him was like, ah, maybe... Maybe not necessarily vocal commentary over the time lapse video, but even if you put like some text in there, mm. that ha- that helps a lot with your audience to connect to it. Because like mm. the the art was great, watching the process was awesome, 
but figuring out kind of why are you making these decisions or even just like making a joke of like, what the fuck did I just do? Erase all of this. Mm -hmm. Because he definitely did that in the (laughs) middle of the video. And I'm like, what what just happened? (laughs) Why? (laughs) It looked so good. (laughs) Yeah. Like just erase an entire layer because no, it's it's gone. Mm -hmm. Because those are all the questions that we have. That's it. Now, Mr. O'Brien. You is a very important follow-up that we have here because on episode twenty-five-three, which from the time we're recording this actually comes out tomorrow, but you'll have heard this weeks ago weeks if you're ago. On, listening to the award-winning Brose podcast. Uh, you have a follow-up on a take that you gave about um, Glenny, and about I think this Glennie. music is no more appropriate than it is now because we're going into an episode of Sob Stories. <laughs> okay, so I don't. Truly, I do not remember the take that I gave because it was, even from this recording, it was like three weeks ago. (laughs) I have to, I have to tell you guys the story of Glenjamin the turkey. Oh, he's Glenjamin now? (laughs) So, Glenny was a turkey who lived on my street. He used to live up by, uh, he, like, he, he kind of took his... He lived with a bunch of turkeys, I guess, and then moved into an intersection near the elementary school, uh, which is on Glenview Avenue. And so he was there, and a bunch of white suburban moms were like, oh my God, we love taking pictures. Look at this, it's a turkey in the in the world. Who knows, well, oh my God. <laughs> and so they were, they fucking fell in love. Solid suburban mom's impression <laughs> right you. there. They fell in love with this turkey and decided to start a Facebook group about this turkey. And initially it was just it was nice it was just very wholesome just like people being like i saw him here i saw him here and taking pictures and being like look it's a turkey and uh eventually the turkey migrated down the street like every day he would be slightly further down and when he was on the street he was in the middle he's blocking cars and stuff which was annoying but it's not a super busy street so it's just kind of whatever you drive around him eventually he made it to the end of the street which intersects with a fairly busy road and posted up right outside there and would get in in the middle of this high traffic area just stopping buses stopping lines of cars general news it was awful eventually somebody on the on the uh turkey group on facebook said hey i'm friends with a person who runs this place called the funny farm and the funny farm is an animal rescue around i think they're, they're around atlantic city like they're offering to come at no charge come relocate this turkey so he doesn't get hurt yep and so uh a person doesn't get hurt Mm -hmm. because you know he's on a busy road where i think the speed limit's like 40. Mm -hmm. so if you're like barreling down you see a turkey you go ah and then you slam on your brakes somebody hits you or you hit like you swerve hit somebody it would have been awful so you the turkey's gonna die or somebody's gonna get hurt so funny farm comes picks up this turkey mm-hmm. they get in touch with the police and local uh the local animal animal control and they're like okay we'll help and they all grab this turkey take it to atlantic city they then post okay after they take this turkey town goes fucking bananas which i think is where Bring my take ends yeah your take that's where my take ends you were like you don't was, take glenny away he's no, ours no my my take was the opposite was somebody oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that so the, it went bananas and everyone was so mad it was absolutely wild to see people saying there was a con- like the funny farm was uh, 
was part of a conspiracy because after they took the turkey, they were like, hey, we're going to have a day because everyone likes this turkey so much. We're going to have a day in honor of him when we release him out into the world because initially he had to be kind of in a, in a pen while they kind of made sure he was okay mm. and because he was, he was malnourished and stuff. And so they were going to release him and have a day where people from Hand Heights could go down. They could donate if they wanted to to kind of keep everything running. And it's just like, you know, we have this kind of turkey everyone likes. Uh, people were so pissed saying like, it's a conspiracy. They just want money, which is like, it's a fucking, they're, they're a rescue. Shut up. But anyway. It's cabal. It's just... Some of those people then called the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture. And I don't know if you knew this. But it is technically illegal to move a wild turkey in New Jersey a distance greater than one mile. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a law? It that's is, on the it books? It is a law on the yeah, books. Jersey's got some fucking weird about laws. Specifically, yeah. specifically turkeys? turkeys. Jersey I, has really I, weird animal Well, control. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm aware that New Jersey has weird laws. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just stunned about this specific so, law right so here. while technically it is illegal... The funny farm did get uh, did get a did get uh, the go ahead from local police and our local wildlife, like game and wildlife. But the USDA, after getting so many calls about this, stormed the funny farm with armed guards and took the turkey. Where like they like cornered the woman who runs it and was like, "You need to give this fucking turkey." It was a government turkey. I thought though. she wasn't home. I thought they did it when she was... Oh, she wasn't... Somebody else was on the farm. There. Yeah, she wasn't there, and she came back, and one of her employees was like a fucking bunch of government in- <laughs> officials fucking stormed us with came guns, here. came and took this turkey. So... Tax dollars at work here. For sure. So then we have... We can't afford a UBI, but we got the turkey, <laughs> the turkey squad in here. Then we got the turkey squad. Then more... More bananas. People are like, good, fuck the funny farm. Other people are like, are you fucking kidding me? This this turkey was safe. What are you doing? It was more... It was the most wild then. It comes out that the USDA euthanized the turkey. <laughs> Everybody, please respect Roma Silence. All right. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was fucking insane then then it went it got so bad the the admins of the turkey page had to quit because people it was people were fighting all of the time about this fucking turkey and it was like and it's it was it's so frustrating that this turkey got relocated so the end of the story should have been he went to a fucking animal rescue and now he's living on a farm but instead fucking people who were like they stole our turkey they got him killed he would have died or hurt someone on the black horse pike went to somewhere safe and because you were a fucking more like you're a fucking baby who can't understand that it's an animal who needs to be in the wild he's not your fucking mascot he's dead now fuck you so that so glennie is dead and now at the end of my street this is for real and true. There is a picture of Glenny with right. a rip Glenny poster and several bouquets of flowers underneath it. And they and I'm going to tell you so as of recording this, he died like a month ago and there are still like five or six bouquets of flowers. I have seen at like on the turnpike where people have where people have died 
with less care going into it. People were asking, how are we going to tell our kids we should have... <laughs> how can we tell our kids Tell them they went to Glenn. the funny farm. <laughs> yeah. We should have... We should have a... A, a, um, an assembly for all of the students. It is wild. These people have no. There are counselors available if you need to express your feelings oh my about God. I was. I am so mad about this. Not just because because my take I think was initially just like you know fuck these people. This turkey should be safe and out of our way. It's a nuisance or whatever. And then you have a bunch of people like why what. What do you gain from that? They're obviously not going to bring them back and put them in the middle of traffic. Like, what do you think is going to happen, you dumb idiots? You should send them uh, murder participation trophies. I should. <laughs> I'm going to go to each one. Wow. And send them that. Also, also, there's going to there is currently a petition to sign into a law, something called Glenny's Law. <laughs> this is a real fucking yeah. thing, in, and I think it's to stop this from happening again. And, stop uh, from what from happening again? Stop, there's so, much, there's so many Facebook moving parts. I, I honestly don't even know, but it's sponsored by, I think, the, a senator from Jersey or like a councilman. It's so dumb. I hate it. It it so, started sounds off... Sounds like something that came across the desk and they're like, sure, fine, fuck yeah. it, whatever. It's, you know what? This will make some people happy. It started eh. off... Didn't read, just signed. As yeah. a wholesome way for people to take pictures of turkeys and be like, I saw a turkey. And it's like, that's fine. But then it went so far off the deep end. Every minute a state senator spends deliberating this should be unsalaried. Like, it is preposterous. It's so annoying. I hate it. God. That was your update on Glenny. Rip Uh, rip Glenny. R.I.P. Glenny. Rip Glenny and fuck everyone who killed him. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, the fact that he was euthanized isn't... I mean, it's whatever. It's, It's a turkey. But like... The fact that it was because people complained that he got taken to a safe place is wild to me. Bring back the turkey that we... That we liked a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, that we liked. Pay attention to your kids. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my 15 minutes of, uh, of, of uh, suburban fame is gone because this... This yeah. turkey is no longer it's here. It's a lot easier to think about this turkey than actual problems. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and, and, and well, panic about a turkey instead of trying to address you know, yeah, life. Yeah, it's wild. I hated every minute. It was... Oh, my God. The Glenny Saga reaches like the worst possible conclusion. Yeah, he's... Rip. Yeah. But... And this this story came out like a week after you gave this take originally. Yeah. Because um, this, t- this story comes out, like uh, the, the actual episode comes out tomorrow from when we record this, which is uh, February the 18th. Yeah, and so much has happened. Hammett, right a- yeah, it was right it was after wild. that I think he, di- he got euthanized. Yeah. That, it was, it's, un- it's unbelievable. I fucking, yeah. people are. The worst? The worst. Mm-hmm. It's so, that's what I was. Not to bring it back to Andrew Yang, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Individuals are fo- so fucking stupid. It's the official position of the birthday podcast that people are the worst. People are the worst. If people want to see more of your Glenny takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Um, at Hey, it's SOB. I don't know why. I didn't forget, <laughs> but I, w- I think I tweeted about Glenny last time. Oh, uh, okay. In... I might not have tweeted since. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. At, at hey, it's SOB. I'm sorry. Uh, that was Glennie, funny. or at least the article I sent you guys, I sent it to you about Glennie, was on January 31st. Uh, That's when he was euthanized. Mm-hmm. At least or around when he was euthanized. How about you, Rich? What's your Twitter handle? At B underscore walnuts. Mr. Hanson? 
at Rip Glenn eight, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> at Tim R. Hansen. And you follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Or on my public page at Bring Glenny Ho. Uh, <laughs> or the podcast is also available on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Uh, the podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, among others. And if you have a question for the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel for designing our logo, which you can find uh, her work at the, uh, oh boy, I was going to say Free Music Archive, but I don't <laughs> think that's the way it works. Uh, you can find our work on, at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Seabird. You can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Rich, you also host PodQuest. Yes, check out PodQuest, a ner- uh, weekly nerd roundtable. Um, we record weekly, so I have no idea what we're talking about right now. You record on a roundtable. Uh, no, it's around actually my square Bullshit. table. Jesus Christ, what a misleading uh, and it's yes. generally just two of us staring at each other. It's not even... Prep podcast, like... the weekly nerd lie fest, where Rich <laughs> lies about what he's doing. Played us for saps. <laughs> for the big scoop. It's not even real. <laughs> uh, say goodbye to listeners, everyone. Goodbye. Ciao. This is a, the, the famous uh, table humor that you come to expect from us on the Prose <laughs> Podcast. For Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen, and the entire Action Moose team, this is Matt Calzone reminding you that it's real fucking late and to be smart about being stupid. Rip Glenny. I'm gonna go to bed. The hero we need but didn't deserve. <laughs>